Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is our producer and resident tech dude, Jonathan. What's going on, guys? Also joining us today is our co-host, Ryan. He is the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. And this week, we have a very special guest, an MVP who's joining us from the first time way out in the Midwest. Please welcome everybody, Christy Hogan. Hi, Christy. Hi, dudes. What's up, Christy? Hey, what's going on? Christy, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? All right, awesome. Um, so I am Christy. I've been with MVP for a little bit over four years now. And I actually live about an hour north of your number one Disney dude, Ryan. I am from Wisconsin. I live just outside of Milwaukee. And honestly, I started my journey with MVP because I have always had a passion for Disney. It has been in my blood for years. I used to actually want to be a Disney animator before I followed the world of education instead. Um, but I have gone to Disney many, many times, obviously as a female and with my sister and family. And then I also coached and was on a dance team um, in my younger years. And so I've spent a lot of time going to Disney with a lot of teenage girls. So my whole world was Disney and females and princesses and all the things that you guys really love to talk about. But then I had boys and now I've got two little Disney dudes and I became a boy mom. And so it has navigated my world of Disney a little bit differently, albeit still getting to do some of the things that I love to do as a girl as well. Um, but that's what has gotten me excited to talk tonight on the show with you guys. Yeah, I think that's excellent, you know, and that is a great, great story that you, they have both perspectives. And now you're adjusting and living the dream with those two little dudes you have who are super guys. And uh, so, yeah, so that's that, that's really part of our topic here. Right. We go as adults, but we do go as families, too. And uh, we really want the little dudes perspective for our other listeners who've got little dudes. You know, John's getting ready to bring his little dude. Um, Ryan's split. He's got a boy and a girl, so he knows both perspectives. Um, but let yeah, let's really dig into that. So, what are some of the things from the start? You know, when you when you first said to your to your boys, "Hey, we're going to Disney." What were some of the reactions and some of the things they got excited about even before you packed the bags and and headed to the airport? Oh gosh, well, I mean, I've really created little Disney monsters in my house that we are definitely a Disney family and they know way more characters and movies than they probably should at their young age. And so they are well-versed in a lot of the things that they're excited to see. 
But honestly, the first thing that I really think about is what resort is going to be most appealing to them. I know that um, it's exciting for them to see a different type of hotel that is obviously different than going to your local Holiday Inn or something like that. And so I want it to be appealing to them, kid-friendly, yet obviously appealing to my husband and I as well. But I have really kind of navigated through the world of the value, moderate, and deluxe resort to see which ones have just a little bit more stereotypical boy appeal, if you will. Um, so just kind of jumping right out of the gate, I think that the obvious one, if I'm going to kind of jump into that boy route, is sports and pirates. That's been my universe the last few years. And so Caribbean Beach has always been a hot spot for my boys because they love the pirate ship swimming pool. When they used to have the pirate-themed rooms, that was all the rage for my boys. So then we also jumped over to Yacht and Beach Club because they've got that big pirate ship pool. So that's a huge, huge draw um, for me and for the boys when we go on those trips. And for the first time um, in November, we are going to All-Star Sports Resort. My boys are super jazzed that we are going to stay in the preferred rooms. So they want to be as close to that football um, building as possible because we're huge football fans. And the larger-than-life uh, sports uh, shapes and, and the football helmets and everything is super cool and exciting for them right now. So those are those are two things. Lion King, cars that are of animation are obviously super boyish. And so that's exciting for them. Um, so that's really kind of where I've, I've found myself drawn over the last few years. Like think about what they're going to like. It's, it's funny, Christy, because Caribbean beach, the pirate ship rooms, uh, um, I'm not a huge fan of the, what those rooms were only because they were small and they were so far away, but it was the first Disney world resort. I brought my son to for those rooms. So I did, I do agree with you that they had a certain appeal to the, especially to the little boys, right? Uh, the little boys that were maybe less than eight years old. still were really into that kind of thing. Uh, there was a, a, an appeal there, although my son did get scared at, I think he was maybe about I don't know, 18 months, 19 months, the first time we brought him. And he got scared by the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, like uh, uh, shower curtain that they have that goes across to cover off the bathroom. Um, but now, Yacht and Beach Club, my son absolutely loves uh, the shipwreck and, and, and Storm Along Bay. And again, it's that same, you know, a boy will be a boy, right? There's just something about pirates that there's a draw there. My daughter, on the other hand, she can't even go on Pirates of the Caribbean without crying because she's so scared of everything she sees, right? So there's a definite change over there between the two. And I think you nailed it on the head. Uh, I'm struggling right now because our last trip, we took my daughter to go to Port Orleans Riverside at the uh, at the Royal Guest Rooms. Uh, and my son just in our last trip said, okay, so next resort, it's my my turn. Where are we going to go for me? And, and I'm struggling right now because he's already been to Caribbean Beach. He's already been to Yacht and Beach Club. Uh, and and uh, I'm not an all-star guy, right? So I am struggling where to take him next because I always try to bring him somewhere new whenever we go. Um, so I don't know. I think I think Contemporary might be on my list next for the Incredibles-themed room, themed rooms for them. Yeah, that's been on our list too. Um, and we just, we haven't gotten it fit into the schedule yet, but it's on my radar as one of our next trips because I do think they are going to love the Incredibles rooms. I will also say another resort that my boys have loved that is also equally appealing to us as parents has been the Riviera. Because even though it's not screaming 
boy vibes by any means, those Murphy beds, when you pull them down, and maybe we were just, you know, lucky, we had Peter Pan when we pulled the bed down. And my boys still say, can we stay at the hotel with the Peter Pan bed? And that's a memory for them. And then that splash pad was um, Fantasia Mickey. So, I mean, how can you not love the quintessential Mickey character? So it still felt boyish. I mean, as opposed to Grand Floridian has Alice in Wonderland as a splash pad, which is cool. My boys would get into it. But that Fantasia Mickey has a little bit more of a pull at Riviera. That's a great point. So it's interesting how uh, little dudes pick up on stuff that we think they might not, right? And that, that what they remember, right? What they take back from them as they start planning, you know, both their, your two stories with your kids talking about where we're going next and everything. Um, you know, it's a very different vibe and it's going to change and everything. Um, you know, I've sent a lot of families with dudes uh, who want to go to the high end to you know, Wilderness Lodge. And we just did a show on that recently. And if they're looking for, you know, an economic point, they, and they're up for it, you know, to the, to the uh, Fort Wilderness campground, right. Which is more kind of rough and tumble for the, for the little dudes. And that's worked out well. Now there's some, there's some changes going on there. Uh, and I certainly never sent anyone there in the summer. I always sent them there in the cooler months. Um, but, uh, but those are some, you know, Disney does have plenty of options. You don't have to be in the mermaid room you don't have to be in the princess room uh if you got a little dude so so once you square that out with the hotels um there's obviously you know things that are attractive but i, I imagine if they were pirates fans they couldn't wait to get to adventureland and on the pirates and, and do some of those activities right yeah uh pirates of the caribbean is pretty much the first ride i think we usually go to um my six-year-old is asking how many times we can go on that can we go to Magic Kingdom and go on that? We love the random appearances of Jack Sparrow out um, in that area. Um, before COVID, and I hope that they bring this back, they actually used to have a treasure hunt that you could do in that area. You would go and get maps and you'd go find these different checkpoints and then you could get a gold coin. Oh my gosh, my boys still keep those maps that they got because it was a free souvenir basically. And they still play Pirates in the House for that. So I'm crossing my fingers that they bring that back someday because that was a huge, like, free activity for our kids. Um, so, you know, that, the Buzz Lightyear, Toy Story rides, um, anything that's competitive. So let's be real. Toy Story Mania, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, um, those are hands down going to happen every time. And my family will compete to the bitter end every single time that we do them and take pictures of our scores to see who had the better car. Um and then, you know, Is there recognition for the winner. I mean, do you guys have a like a bragging rights or, you know, something that a, a pin people wear when they win? Or I've seen families do that. Right. They they rotate the uh, I won at the buzz pin, depending on who was the leader. You know, of the I've seen that. I don't think we're ready. You know, I think that the uh, six and nine year olds are still a little too sensitive and might cry that they lost. <laughs> um, so maybe once we can get through that phase and not be so angry that we lost then maybe we can start that. But don't worry, my husband does rub it in on me if he beats me. But I had to rub it in that I beat him at the um, Spider-Man ride in Disneyland last month. And so I kicked his butt there. You know, my my son just beat me at Web Slingers. Uh, it was the <laughs> first time he ever rode it. And I don't know what was with me. My aim must have been off, but it was not it was not good for me on that ride. I came in third place. My wife and my son both beat me. 
I cried. I cried. I'm I'm 41 years old. I still <laughs> cried walking away. I still cried. So so Ryan, your 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 uh your prime has finally uh come and passed. So you're uh you're starting to make your way uh to the land of uh, Congo here. No, nah, I still I still whooped everybody at Toy Story Mania pretty good. So I, I'm still feeling okay. It was I'm blaming it on my daughter being scared of all the spiders, and I was there to protect her rather than to win at a high score. Even yeah. if I was only ten thousand points away from beating all of them, I see. That's interesting. So, Christy, you went there too recently, too. So, what are some of the different things you know in Disneyland versus Disney World that your boys gravitate to? Oh my gosh! I mean, Avengers Campus was a total hot spot for us. Um, I know everybody was raving about Cars Land before we went there too, and we definitely enjoyed that area. But my boys love superheroes and Marvel. And the amount of characters and superheroes that we were able to meet in that area kind of blew even my mind. It was awesome how frequently they came into those locations and the little shows that they had. I mean, we got to see Spider-Man jump off a wall and sling on his spider web and then come down and give us a high five. I mean, that was so awesome. And then we got to see um, uh, Black Panther and Black Widow battle some bad guys while we were eating lunch at the Pim Kitchen. And so my boys just thought that was the coolest thing to be able to see and be part of. So that and then the um, the Guardians of the Galaxy version of Tower of Terror, which we tricked them and we didn't tell them it was Tower of Terror because they've never been on that and we wanted them to go on this ride. So we just told them it was a Guardians ride. But they loved the music. They loved the characters. Were obsessed with Groot, and so that had a huge appeal for for my boys. Yeah, it's a it's a cool area. It's a cool boy area for for real. My daughter loved it too, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. She's a huge fan. Although she did not want to meet Black Widow for some reason. She was like, I think she was afraid Black Widow was gonna take her out. But uh, my son was absolutely starstruck when he met Iron Man. I mean, like. He's met characters. He's been to Disney more times than any little boy at his age probably should have at this point, right? But he's met all the characters. Other than a few cute princesses, I've never seen him shy, right? Uh, but Iron Man, he like he just mouth wide open in a daze. Iron Man's talking to him, and he's just like, "Yep, yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir." You know, and it was it was it, it is a really cool area if you have uh, little ones that are that are Marvel fans for sure. I mean, to be fair, I was awestruck and in love with Iron Man when I met him as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be? Let's be let's be real. I mean, he's the best superhero. <laughs> yeah, we we can have a debate on best superheroes. I I think we had a draft on that in our first couple seasons. Um, um, but Iron Man's up there for sure. He's up there for sure. A fun fact: Did you know Spider Man traditionally though is the favorite of all the Marvel characters and has been throughout history. Uh, and it wasn't until Spider-Man the movie came out that they knocked the DC characters down a peg. It was always Batman and Superman, always, until the first uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man came out. And that, that started knocking the DC characters down a peg. So the boys are into it. So sounds like West Coast or East Coast, they're having a great time. So what are some of the other um, things that you think you notice because you've come out of that that girls world visiting Disney world. And now, like you said, you're, you're a boy mom. What are some of the things you notice are different with little dudes going around the parks? Do they, 
do they approach things differently? Are they, you know, easier to control or do they want to run crazy across the kingdom or do they stick to a touring plan with you? What are some of the things that you could advise people who've got some little dudes? Oh man. Um, I mean, little dudes have a lot of energy. One thing that we have stuck to and it has worked really well. And honestly, I would recommend this for children in general is looking for hidden Mickey's. When you are waiting in line and wandering through the parks to keep them focused on hidden Mickey's. If we go during a festival at Epcot, we always get like the Remy scavenger hunt. And then they're looking for Remy while we're trying to enjoy a beverage and a snack. And maybe it's the competitive nature. Maybe it's just keeping their mind busy. I don't know, but we are constantly searching for things and looking for things. And that is a huge focal point. Um, yeah, that's, that's, a huge saver for us to stop the wiggling and the bouncing around in line. My favorite thing in the world with hidden Mickey's is when your kids start pointing out the obvious Mickey. So like, look, hidden Mickey. I'm like, no, that's like right there in your face. That's not hidden. That's that's an obvious Mickey. Okay. Let's look for the ones that aren't so obvious. Yes. If you're going up to get his autograph, chances are that's an obvious Mickey. (laughs) One thing too that I've noticed is really different um, with boys and girls. And it's just because I think too, as travel agents, we get this question a lot is parents are always asking about the princess meals. Well, my boys don't care about princess meals. Uh, That's just not on their radar. They've done one because mom wanted to go to Cinderella's Royal table and I made everybody go, but that wasn't really very cool to them. So I've definitely made the rounds of going to the fab five as many locations where we can see mickey we're going to do that and focus on that and then we've done crystal palace to see winnie the pooh and friends because that's still an appealing um cast of characters for boys and so i think that is really helpful when i'm even managing a trip for a family that has you know a split girl and boy like ryan's family that if they're looking for the princess meal for the daughter don't want to remind them that there's Mickey and Pooh characters for those boys so that they feel like they're getting a little part of the action too. I'm curious, Christy, how did your boys react with the princesses? Were they like shy by them or they just not care or did they get up and take pictures with them? So Jackson, my six-year-old, is like a boy's boy and he'll be shy in general and he is very much focused on like that's a girl thing, that's a boy thing. So he's really not into it. Nathan is my sensitive sweetie, so he gets all like shy and cutesy and bites his lip with the princesses as he gets their autographs. So they both handle it very differently. That's that's my Dylan right there. <laughs> that's it for sure. He's just like, you know, it's like that stereotypical, like kicks his foot behind him a little bit, like, oh, look at these girls. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, that's funny. I, I I'm always curious because Carl's told some stories about it too in the past in terms of like you know, having clients that went and met the the princesses and the boys would just get super shy and their red, their cheeks would turn red and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's it's always curious to see how boys react. Yeah, and you think, you know, Disney would do a little bit more of that balance, right? You know, so why isn't there a superhero's breakfast or dinner or something, right? Maybe it's coming, um, but that's, uh, you know, I know their competitor down the road does something like that, but that's certainly... You know, you think that they would uh, do that as far as uh, the merchandising goes. You think that they, you know, why not have, you know, something with Indiana Jones, you know, or something that was, is going to attract them 
um, you know, to that, uh, to that. So um, well, no. even, even more of the mixed gender ones, right? Where there's something for both because you can do the Incredibles and you can do Star Wars even, you know, you can have Princess Leia there and Rey as well as, you know, the other characters that the boys might like too. So yeah, I, there, I feel like we've come back to this a few times. There's a real hidden... Uh, a real missed opportunity here yeah. for Disney for character dining that I think they could just really explode explode with more uh, interest. So you've got them, uh, you've got them. Uh, do you find in general, are your boys, you know, picky eaters or they're up for it? They're going to go and eat and go to one of these dinners and, and, and they're pretty easy to go or they're like, mom, dad, it's burgers for me every night. I mean, they definitely are chicken tender and mac and cheese, cheeseburger type of boys. However, they also know that with mommy's business, she wants to try every restaurant to help her clients and learn a little bit more. And I have fully trained them, bless their hearts, to take pictures of their kids' meals because they want to be like mommy who takes pictures of her meals and her food. Um, so they do think that their little kid-sized cheeseburger is pretty awesome to show everybody. Um but with that, that does bring up another round of what restaurants are appealing for boys. Uh, it kind of goes back a little bit to that princess meal, but I do frequently have clients ask me about boy-friendly restaurants. And I think that as much as I'm not always a huge fan personally of Rainforest Cafe, how can you not go to T-Rex if you've got boys at Disney Springs? I mean, the location, and that is a really easy menu with a huge amount of choice for kids and parents alike so that's really helpful and then the fact that they have that um kind of like a build a bear but you build a dinosaur right in that shop is awesome for boys they love that kind of stuff um sorry one sorry to jump in here but one thing i'll say definitely with that that restaurant i uh i was very surprised now i've got i've got a two-year-old so it's my, my guy's a little bit younger than uh really what we're talking about it's a little bit harder to kind of um gauge what to do sometimes with them but this this one shocked me with him he he was ecstatic now again who knows what what two-year-old is going to do one day he's going to like one thing the next day he's going to like something completely different but my guy was super super excited when we got in there when he saw all the dinosaurs we thought he was going to be scared beyond all belief but he was he was ready to climb on whatever he could get himself onto whatever creature he could get onto um and he would he if he was let he was going to run around that restaurant and be in his space in his domain it was it was awesome so again that is one that i i even recommend for really young 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 dudes it's it's one that you're definitely going to do again there's going to be some that's going to scare him completely out of nowhere but i think most of them are going to love it and really embrace it you look at, I tend to uh, recommend for them things like, you know, the interactive ones that keep their attention. It might be a little bit more for the dudes, some like the Whispering Canyon uh, over at the, over at the, on the lake, or if they're going to uh, the studios, you know, do they want to do sci-fi dining? Do they want to do, um, you know, do they want, do they want to uh, have a few, uh, cousins yell at them as they're ordering meatloaf you know um so those are the kind of things right that you think that they would think is funny right it's like the corny humor the, those kind of things that they would get into uh love they'd love seeing mom and dad made fun of right in those kinds of environments 
and and it's a good it's a good take christy i'm curious what you think but like i feel like hollywood studios is kind of the mecca for boys dining right now i feel like there's more options in that one park than there are in the other parks combined just for little yeah. dudes i mean you've got sci-fi dinner theater you've got 50s prime time um we've got woody's lunchbox docking bay seven in the star wars area my boys love olga's cantina and i realize that's a bar but oh my god my kids love that place my oldest one is dancing to that robot like crazy and they're getting their blue milk and their chewy cookie and they get upset if I don't make a reservation there anymore because they like think it's okay to go to a bar at Disney all the time. Um, I get upset if nobody makes me a reservation there too. So I get I've, it. I feel their pain. I've seen Ryan be upset. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen him almost throw hissy fits over not getting a reservation there. It's, it's a, it's a big deal. It is. And they, they love it. Um, and I, and that's the star Wars element in my kids too. I mean, and I guess I didn't really mention this too, but even just the character meet and greets and what you can find for boys as well, that Star Wars area, for a little boy to go meet Darth Vader and Chewie, and on our last trips, the stormtroopers came up to them and pointed at the bad guys on their shirt and were talking commentary with them about how they're part of the dark side. And so my kids thought they were so cool. And um, those extra details of that kind of interaction is so amazing that they they may not be interested in princesses but that kind of real interaction for them in galaxy's edge is amazing i mean even meeting bba which is a robot they think is the coolest thing it's not even a real character um but that's awesome to a kid yeah we were walking through the black spire outpost and you know through the shopping area there and we ran into uh um uh both of the bounty hunters right which was super cool because we ran into boba fett first and boba fett was sitting there and my son was like oh my god boba fett he'd never met boba fett so he was totally freaking out and then we finally moved on from there and we literally turned the corner and there was mando and grogu and then he was like just blown away by that and it is that is the equivalent to the princesses i think you're right with that because that is the the humanoid characters that they can actually like understand just like the marvel characters right in, in in disneyland just just those are the characters that they can see human faces on them they're not like fluffy whatever and they're like wait is this the real boba fett is this the real thor right like that that's a really cool interaction one i think that brings back your point of how hollywood studios is a good place for boys because they can also meet mike and sully mm -hmm. they can meet some of the incredibles you've got chip and dale you've got olaf that's a lot of boy-centered characters. Now, obviously, girls can like them too, but to kind of have a location where it's not all focused on a princess, and um, I think that goes a long way for Hollywood studios really stepping up their game for boys. Um, I'm also curious, Ryan, have you guys tried this yet? We haven't done it yet, but I hope so on our next trip. With the Magic Band Plus, have you guys gone, <clears throat> excuse me, and done that, that bounty hunter thing in Galaxy's Edge? We have, yeah, it's super fun uh, to do it out. My son, my son is basically uh, Doug from Up, right? He sees something and his attention just goes; it's gone. Um, um, but we did do it a couple times, and it was cool for him, right? I think in a couple years he'll probably enjoy it more when he's a little bit more focused on what he's doing. But between the between that and the data pad uh, through the Disney Play app, we have a lot of fun in Galaxy's Edge. 
Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, that's right up there with those scavenger hunts. And to tie it into Star Wars, I think it's going to be a really fun boy activity to think about. So you mentioned something earlier, and it's always got my attention, and I always send clients with with little dudes to it. You mentioned the splash pads and the pools, but also there's a lot of, uh, you know, interactive playgrounds at the parks, too. You know, we talk about Animal Kingdom, obviously Dino Land's a huge one. Um, you know, running around on Tom Sawyer's Island. I did that when I was a kid. That was the first really playground that, that Disney uh, designed. So do you find the little boys, that they, they, gives you a break and they can go run off steam at one of these uh, interactive playgrounds? We, well, I should, I should say we, my husband hates it, but I love taking the boys to that dinosaur playland at Animal Kingdom. My husband hates it because it's so incredibly hot inside that playground. So now I just send him over by the Restaurantosaurus area to get a drink and all let the kids play. Um, but the amount of slides and climbing things that they have there, and then if you go over that bridge and the fact that they can dig fossils is a huge activity for them. And when we went, especially when our kids were more like toddlers and they're not used to having to stand as long um, to give a toddler that kind of a break and just dig in the sand and play for a while was huge to just kind of rejuvenate their energy to go back to another round of rides. Um, so I think that that is probably our main play area that I will schedule in time during our parks day to let them play somewhere. I really like that you said that uh, you just sent them off to get a drink. And, you know, if anybody thinks dudes are complicated, we're really not. Right. Just just go have a drink and relax. OK, no problem. See ya. I'm going to say, to be fair, I would like to drink, too, but I'm just more willing I, to sit with the dudes um, than he is. And if he was smart, he would bring one back for you. Right. Like that's that's the way that that should happen <laughs> while he's got his second in his hand. We could probably weave into this episode you know, Christy, how you take care of adult dudes on the <laughs> Oh, I do have a lot of stories, especially since the last time my husband and I went to Disney World, it was just the two of us. And let's just say we had a really good time um, in Epcot and Animal Kingdom with some beverages. That's what happened with me and Carl the last time we went to Disney World together. <laughs> I think that's every time you go anywhere at Disney with Carl is usually something yeah. involving drinking and a good time. I don't want to segue too far away from this, but our next plans is to go to a, a monorail pub crawl. And it'll be the first time I've drank anywhere at Disney with Carl other than the Epcot World Showcase. And I've been to Disney now with Carl four or five times. So it, we, we spent a lot of time in the World we, Showcase. We, we drank on the golf course. We drank at Disney Springs. So we've, you know. I, I meant in the parks. In oh, the parks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But see, there you go, bringing up some more boy activities. The little dudes can go mini golfing. So when you get your package with one of us as your travel agent, you get the magical extras to go to Fantasia Gardens and go mini golfing, which is a huge hit with my boys. Um, if we didn't always get stuff going in August just because of my teaching schedule and we didn't have to endure the heat, we really want to do foot golf and go play on one of the courses doing that because that's right up my boys' alley for liking soccer right now. Um, so those are some great activities for little dudes as well. Excellent. Excellent. So now let's, let's kind of go into the evening. How do they do, you know, at the end of a long day, do they still have enough energy? They're going, they're ready for the fireworks. They're ready for the, the nighttime activities. What's your schedule like when you got some, uh, dudes that are, 
you know, the sun's setting on on the old Magic Kingdom. What are you doing with them? We close down the park every time we go. Um, my boys are very well trained that we want to maximize our time. We want to maximize the crowds dwindling in the evening. I will force everybody to see happily ever after, even though my dudes do not necessarily care and get as misty eyed as I do, but they endure it for mom and they do enjoy the pirate scene. Um, that's probably the highlight for them. And then we go and we, um, we hit Buzz Lightyear one more time. Pirates one more time, Haunted Mansion, and then we always have to ride Thunder Mountain in the dark. If we're at Hollywood Studios, we always want to ride Slinky Dog in the dark. We really try to experience the rides that are obviously their favorites, but then we also try to get those rides that just change the perspective a little bit when it's glowing in the evening. That's really fun for them. You know, it's it's not just for little dudes it's for girls too because my daughters have been with me in the park when i'm glowing in the evening <laughs> it's not very difficult to do <laughs> that was a dad joke yeah that was that was a congo joke congo carl ladies and gentlemen he's still here yep i'm surprised it took that long in this episode to get to that joke yeah, christy it's great you've got some great ideas you really put some good perspectives and um you know, Ryan's known all this stuff all along too, but having a conversation with Ryan, he's kind of, you've drawn him out to, to, to think this way too, which is we're going to be really helpful for Jonathan as he takes his little guy to the park. What else have we missed? What are the things that you're doing with your little dudes that maybe we should cover or talk about for our listeners and our clients that, uh, you know, really will help put them in perspective when they go on this vacation um, that it isn't going to be just all princesses, that there are some things that that they're they're going to walk away with that still magical feeling for their young boys. I think it's a combination of things. I definitely do think it is going to center around a lot of rides. Now, to be fair, you're going to be doing a lot of these rides with boys and girls. Um, but I definitely think that there's a lasting impression, at least with some of my boys, for the ones that are most appealing to their interests. So a Guardians of the Galaxy, a test track, you know, really fast car, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, because it's a Pixar movie. I mean, those types of rides have an appeal. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Star Tours. That's going to be a big draw and a really great memory for boys. And then I really do think sprinkling in some of those extra activities to help keep their interest in between rides and in between waiting in line. Um, I forgot to mention too, at Animal Kingdom, they have the Wilderness Explorers badge that you can go around and collect. And I mean, it actually took us two trips to go and get every single sticker and badge, but it was just a way to get them to focus and look for the Wilderness Explorers that were working around the park and, and stop at a stand and get that information. Or like I said before, with the scavenger hunts. Um, that really becomes appealing. And then thinking about those extra activities. I know that a lot of parents that are thinking about their daughters are thinking about the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique as an activity. Well, in our family, our special activity would be going to the Droid Depot or to think about where you can build a lightsaber. And I recognize that, you know, Savvy's is a heftier price point for maybe that six-year-old boy who you don't think deserves, you know, a $250 lightsaber. But in the Star Tours 
gift shop, you can build your own lightsaber of a smaller scale for $30. That goes a long way with a six-year-old and he thinks he just built his own lightsaber. So trying to find those ways to have them feel like they're interacting and being part of that process um, that's not always princessy is is really helpful. And even the animals, honestly, just walking around and seeing the animals at the wilderness, ex uh, or wilderness explore at the um, Animal Kingdom Park and going on those trails is really helpful. Animal Kingdom Lodge, when you have a, a swimming pool and you can see zebras and giraffes and okapi from your pool, I mean, that's awesome for, for anybody, but especially for boys who love animals. Well, there you have it, dudes. It's uh, Christy, a pleasure having you on the show and uh, and giving your detailed expertise for uh, moms that have got to travel with little dudes to Walt Disney World. So thank you. We appreciate you uh, coming on the show. We hope you had fun. I did. Thanks so much for having me. I hope I was able to give uh, your listeners some good information about traveling with little dudes. There's a lot to it but it's a lot of fun. And I enjoy seeing the parks from their perspective as I have learned to embrace a little bit more Star Wars in my life than I might have previously. Um, so it's fun for us moms as well. Excellent. Well, thanks again. And there you have it, folks. So until next time, later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media, on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation Planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel.